It's trade deadline week. CMC makes his long-awaited return. Jonathan Taylor might be fumbling his job away. What's the problem with Adam Thielen? We are going to figure it all out because, like I said, it is trade deadline week, one of my favorite weeks of the season. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Keenan and Eric. What's going on tonight, fellas? Just watching some football, watching this uh, Titans and I forgot who they're playing that game. Um, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. But, um, yeah, I'm up here in a hotel, if you can see, in Syracuse for work, just hanging out. Ready the to- dedication. The dedication. Yeah. Dedication. He's got that, he's got that dial-up running on that uh, at his hotel room right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting you, son- a lot of errors. Yeah, su- Sunday night was great because I was the, I was the first one here. Nobody else was in the hotel other than, like, two other people. I, I was running my, uh, my Xbox, my computer, my phone, everything. It was great. Man, COVID, last, night, last night, last night it took a hit. Last night it took a hit because uh, more people started to show up. Man, traveling during COVID, so brave, so brave. Appreciate Saving lives service. out there. Yeah, appreciate Welcome. your service. Appreciate everybody else's service uh, from Veterans Day. All of our veterans out there, uh, thanks to all of you that uh, that serve and have served. We got a big week, like I'm saying. We got a big week. Playoff pushes, playoff schedules. Excited to talk about that for next week, though. But you got to start thinking about that now, and you got to make some trades. You're trying to figure out what to do with your team. We're here to talk about that. We're gonna do a little bit of some uh, some fine dining. Some, talk about some players we're willing to mm, overpay for. Mm-hmm. We got our uh, stressed and impressed. We got some streamers. And uh, another new segment uh, called Fireflies. Some f- Talk about some flyers this week uh, that could maybe hit some fire and uh, do well for that team. So let's get right into a conversation uh, about CMC. You know, like I said, he made his long-awaited return that uh, might have been a very short return because it seems like he injured his shoulder and he's going to be out for the week. Uh Keenan, I think you're a man with, you know, uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, and you also have Mike Davis in some leagues, and you and Eric have been talking, and and what are we going to do now if you have Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis, or you have one or the other? I don't know, Eric. What are we going to (laughs) do? Hey, you need to uh, figure out if you're willing to uh, take a better offer here, sir. Yeah, well – before before he got re injured, uh, me and Eric were in a trade discussions, and um, I just couldn't I could not trade him. I just had a feeling that either CMC was gonna get hurt, which happened, or Davis was gonna be part of the offense still, which didn't happen. So I guess if you have Davis and you and you're struggling at another position, I recommend trading him just to the person that has McCaffrey. Um, try to get a try to get a position of need. Like in my case, I need a wide receiver, and we've been talking about wide receivers for me and Eric in a trade. I've been talking about about me getting a wide receiver in turn for Davis, but I the value is so hard right now for Mike Davis because if you're trading for him, you might be almost trading for a backup just in case McCaffrey does re, get re re injured. 
And I just uh, give give people a little context on if, what you're trying to get, what kind of value you think you might be able to get. We were in talks with two people. I was offering Jameson Crowder to him. Um, and this was when Davis had one week left as the starter, I believe, when yeah. we started talking. Yeah. Um, so I offered him Jameson Crowder. Um, he wanted DJ Shark. I wasn't willing to pull the trigger. I was getting CMC back in a week. I had, and I, I have, I think, like six wins in that league. So I think I'm good to go. So I wasn't worried about it. But now CMC gets hurt again. And now I'm stuck because, you know, it says CMC is what week to week or day to day, even. He might, I think it said he might be back next week. But maybe, yeah. Maybe, but there's still the risk he's out three to four weeks, I think. And now I'm thinking, should I give up Shark for him? Um, and are right. you even going to be willing to take Shark for him? Yeah. Just- I, like it's, it's such a, it's such a tough, tough situation for both owners. Like if you have Davis and if you're trying to trade for Davis, because you're trying to find the, the you're trying to find a middle of the middle value middle of the road value for each side. You don't want to overpay for like I said, Davis can be a backup next week, but Davis can also be a starter if CMC is out longer or gets re re injured, which can happen. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a tough decision, but let's say let's say you're a team that's uh you know on the fringe maybe maybe 6 and 4 and and you're in fourth place and or fifth place and you really need to make that push to to being a better team and you have McCaffrey are you willing to move him right now while still being able to get in your fair value let's say you, you know, let's say you got maybe like a, a Justin Jefferson and uh James Robinson would you make that move in a PPR league absolutely i would What'd you say the record would be around? Six and Let's four, say, six and five, uh, right outside. Just call the, it like a fourth or fifth playoffs. place team. Not, not necessarily the record, but you're you're a fourth or fifth place team. You really need to get a couple wins this next few weeks uh, to get yourself into the playoffs. And, and you got Christian McCaffrey, but you might not have him for two weeks again. The second opinion said it might only be it should only be a week, but or didn't or could play this week, I believe, right? My biggest fear, no, not this week, not it this week, right? Like yeah, he can yeah, play next week, potentially. next week. The way they worded it was funky, or the way I read it was wrong. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have to make a decision because it's going to be so tough knowing that McCaffrey's in your IR spot and you could be losing the next two weeks, sitting there at like we were maybe saying six and six. Yeah, that's that. That's really tough. I mean. If, if you need absolutely need a win, like you said, if you're a French team, you, you you need to buy wins right now, and that's what you have to do. If you can get somebody like a J-Rod plus a Jefferson, you know, you're still getting a top, what, six running back. It's really tough, but I think if you need to get the wins, then it, it's a move I'd be willing to to. Uh, you know what my biggest on. fear is when it comes to McCaffrey right now, if you're going to trade for him, is what if they shut him down, guys? Because – they're in last place in the NFC right now. Last place. Atlanta jumped them. The Lions are ahead of them by win percentage. Vikings are ahead of them by win percentage. They're in last place right now. Um, so what if he what if he's out for another three weeks? They go 0-3. What's the point of bringing him back and getting him re-injured? You might as well just stash him in and then and hope for a better year next year. Well, Mike Davis he, has played fine, so I think, I think they they I think they can consider that. 
they could consider that. You're right. And especially like if he sits next week or this week and then next week, they have a bye week two weeks later. Yeah. So realistically, if your playoffs start week 14, you might have CMC for two games. If you're lucky, and if you're lucky and it might yeah. just be one, it's kind of how we were talking about Ezekiel last week with how tough his schedule is going to be. I will be honest though. I mean, McCaffrey is the number one running back and on average per game in PPR leagues right now, that I mean, is yeah. a tough thing to give up the three games he's played. He has 28 and a half, 25 and 37 points. I mean, obviously we know what Delvin cook is doing right now, but I don't know. I think, uh, I think this is obviously going to lead us right into our fine dining conversation. So I kind of want to just, just continue it for a, for a fine mo- uh, for a quick moment um, with Mike Davis. Uh, I know you guys were just talking quick. I wanted to give my, my two quick cents. If you can move Mike Davis for uh, a T Higgins or Mike Davis for a David Montgomery and or maybe another wide receiver or a DJ Chark, that's a good one. Um, I really think you should do it because uh, that's somebody that could. Oh, you guys are talking about DJ Shark. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, yeah, it was not my attention. I know your trade. I yeah, 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 your trade. I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think I would for DJ Shark. Just me personally. I don't. I don't think that. I saw what happened between him and Lutton was 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 nice to see, but like 21 percent of on. his passes were good. Just move yes. on. All right, we'll move we don't on. need your opinion. Look at him! Look at him! Try! Look at him! to shut you off, so he so he doesn't hurt his trade talk later on. He's already he's already prepping it. He's already prepping it in his head. (laughs) All right, got to do everything possible. We'll let that go. That's how you win leagues. Let's. Listen. Make sure you make sure everybody's following us on Twitter. Listen, uh, you can a, find me I'm not a Dennis Reagan <laughs> at Antonio Denisi FF. That's D O N I S I. You can follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF. And you can follow Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six. Make sure to follow the pod at dynasty mafia underscore FF. All right, boys. I hope you brought your bow ties and French cuffs. Cause we're getting ready to feast. Having some, Fine dining. Hmm. Stop. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We were just talking about Delvin Cook, and we were talking about this before the show. Is it time in a redraft league to possibly move Delvin Cook because of how great he's been the last – I mean, all season he's been fantastic. Uh, But the the last two games, he's had a combined – 88 points that's crazy like too crazy right uh but he he does i don't think his schedule matters he's obviously schedule proof but if you can get a a great offer for delvin cook uh do you think you're gonna take it keenan that put me on a spot like that um i don't think i move him i don't think i move him unless i'm getting like a elvin kamara or or, I mean, who else? Zeke's not having so, a good year. CMC's not ha- is obviously hurt. Who else? What about maybe? Uh, what about Aaron Jones? I mean, I mm. probably I probably think about that. Oh, maybe. How about this? What about Kelvin Ridley? Man. Just for Calvin Ridley, no. Man, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look for something good here. Yo, give me 
give me like it's just so tough like he's Calvin doing Ridley so great but there has to be like there has to be a great trade that you can like if you can get oh. two number ones like low end number ones i'm I, not i'm not trading him by the way i'm not trading because okay. you gotta no look at it like no look at it this way in a redraft league mm-hmm. look at it this way he's the kind of player that's gonna win you a league just like CMC did last year, just like Todd Gurley did before, yeah. just like the person before him did that. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, you win these leagues with the number one running back. You, you can't – I don't think you can trade him right now. He, he's a league winner. And unless you get a – you actually some, find somebody that gives you a Kamara Plus or something like that, sure, obviously you would want to maybe take that. But – I mean, I'm not selling him for two lesser pieces. Even if they're still really good pieces, they're still lesser pieces, and they're not optimizing my lineup. My lineup. I, but the they might be would. optimizing if Delvin Cook's getting you averaging 28 points a game, and he continues that run like he's been doing, and you get traded for, uh, and, and like maybe you could get a Chris Carson, right? Maybe you can get a Chris Carson and um, Will Fuller. No. No, nowhere near. I mean, but nowhere see, near. you had, but you had those two points together. They're at thirty-four points. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I'd, but rather, yeah, I'd rather, but I'd rather keep, I'd rather keep the one the other, player who's, who's the other player. Chris Carson. I don't who's know. Who's the I mean, other Chris... player? Who's the other player in your lineup with Delvin Cook? Because it's not like two people are going into one spot. Well, essentially, you'd be doing that because you're probably in need of a flex or a th- maybe it's a three wide receiver league. But, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, this segment being. The fine dining meaning uh, yeah, you we know, got overpriced, <laughs> overpriced food, over overpaying for players. Um, Delvin Cook obviously is a I think player you're going to need hard. to overpay for. I think it's going to be hard to overpay for Del- for a player like Delvin Cook because you're no one's going to give you something and that you're, something you're like wrong. oh my god, I, yes, let me move with this player. Just because- like how we're talking about trading Zeke, the only yeah. reason I'd consider it is because of his injury. If he's healthy, yeah. there's no way I'm trading him. Yeah, it's it's true. It's like Derrick Henry last year. It really is. Like it's very tough to pass. It, it's FOMO. It really, you know. I mean, there was I had an offer for three first for Delvin Cook in a dynasty league and three twenty one first. And Did you do it. I didn't. I yeah, contemplated well, it, then it got pulled. Yeah. But I, I said, I mean, if I'm for, a last place team and I'm offered a bunch of first round picks, then no, sure, I'm I'm a contender. I'm a yeah, contender. If you're a so contender. It's tough. You gotta. Keep, you gotta. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so we each, uh, Dumb and Cook was just someone I wanted to kind of talk about, but we each have a player that we're going to, to say that we are uh, willing to overpay for a player or two for redraft and dynasty. And Eric, why don't you get us started with that? Yeah. Um, so my dynasty one, uh, my dynasty, uh, player I'm overpaying for is Jonathan Taylor right now. Um, and I know what everybody's going to say is, oh, he's already overpriced, blah, blah, blah. But he's really not, I don't believe. Um, I already floated out some offers. I'm still waiting for some responses. But, I mean, people are willing to sell him because they're not bought in on him being what everyone thought he would be. And I think an overpay right now for him is going to end up looking like an underpay next year. What are some of those offers looking like? You sent out. Um, uh, I gotta look. The one while that... you look, I do want to. Uh, I want to. I agree with you that he is. Oh, the one league I offered Denzel Mims and Cam Akers for Taylor. That wasn't. I mean, it's not like a crazy offer, but he he 
he considered it. I mean, he's still the, still waiting. The thing I feel, you know, tell me if maybe it's just me, but I feel like the people who have Jonathan Taylor are probably going to have a tough time selling him because they probably spent the 101 or 102 or 103 on him. And you're going to need that plus, I think. So it's tough to trade other rookies for Jonathan Taylor right now unless yeah. they're overperforming maybe because they're going to be looked at, oh, well, Cam Akers was 106, so would I do that? You know, Maybe yes, in the offseason be better. But the thing with Jonathan Taylor is, uh, like we said, maybe did, did he fumble his job away? He, he had five carries for 25 yards and a touchdown in that first drive, and then he fumbled. You want, me, you want to know why he didn't fumble it away? Because there's no serious threat in the backfield. Jordan Wilkins is not a threat, and Hines is not a threat. Yeah, they, yeah. Hines had a great week one or two, whatever it was, and Jordan Wilkins has played well the last couple weeks. But they invested a pick. A, what was he, a second-round pick? Yep. Yeah, second-round pick, and there's no way – no way in hell, as Vince McMahon would say, that Andy's just going to scrap scrap, um, scrap it and say, move on from Jonathan Taylor. Zero chance in hell. There is not only, but, not only that, but I still think Hines is going to be a factor and whatnot. But I'm I'm not worried about Wilkins. Like everyone's picking him up and scrambling to get him. I mean, I'm just I'm not really concerned about him. He's already been giving a, a chance there, and he did not for years. He, yeah, for years he, he, he didn't there. succeed. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He it's a different offense though when he is kind of succeeding. He's got 33 touches in the last two games. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I believe I don't, talent just, went out. and Right. Like it was I his said, first fumble. This is a dynasty overpay. So, I mean, like I said, come next year, I think an overpay now is going to be looking like an underpay. Yeah, and some of the things you can you can do to sell him is, you know, that was his first fumble, but he did fumble in college. It was a problem. And Like, right now, would you trade Mike Evans plus for Jonathan Taylor? I still would because I be, I do believe in him. I believe so he's like, going to be able to get it together. Like Mike Evans plus maybe a pick or, I don't know, maybe look at if you find the Jonathan Taylor and receive, maybe they, they need a specific position or something. You can just add. Would you trade Zeke sense. for Jonathan Taylor? No. Would I trade Zeke for Jonathan Taylor? Absolutely not. Zeke still um, – I think that offense – That's actually was, a really good one. Um, once, I, once, once that offense – figures out who their quarterback is again next year, Zeke is back to normal. Right now, right now teams can stack eight box eight, eight in the box and 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 now worry about the the um passing game in for the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean I'm I'm willing to do it, but I'd want a Jonathan Taylor plus for Zeke. Because I do agree that offense is going to be back to normal next year. And right now, I mean I'd say you're, you know, Zeke and Jonathan Taylor are not much different. Um, would you would you trade Zeke for a first overall pick for this year? I uh, no, you'd have to get more. I mean, it would it would probably be time. I'm sure right around draft time, if it's a super could go flex for Zeke, league, regular. Then well, it's a super flex. Yeah, it's got to be one on one plus for or Zeke for plus probably. What about um, Zeke and Gurley? Or Gurley in a first overall for Zeke? No. No. You probably would need like James Robinson in the 101. I would do that. In, in a not so, super so the person flex. that's getting Zeke, the person that's trading Gurley in the first overall for Zeke is getting the better deal. 
no, the person that has Zeke is a better deal than my mind. I think you would need whoever's to getting Zeke early. is whoever's getting yeah. Zeke is getting a better deal. Yeah, if you up that girly to like a James Robinson in the first, I think that's more fair for Zeke. Because as great of hype as James Robinson's got and James Robinson's doing, we don't know that. I mean, he looks good. I agree with it all. I do, but it's Jacksonville, and Jacksonville scares me. Like they haven't had a consistent great player that they've wanted to keep or do good things for in a while. Like, uh, I don't know. It, it's just kind of scary to me uh, with that, but, but at least, um, yeah, I think Taylor's just very polarizing right now, especially like him, like in CEH, very polarizing players, um, especially with people who drafted and invested a lot in them early. I mean, I know I traded, traded away Jonathan Taylor's, you know, the one Oh two to you, Keenan. Plus, got, I mean, you got you got um, Judy out of it, and you got uh, yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, I got a couple yeah. wide receivers, so I mean, I'm still feeling good about it. But at the same point, I still have FOMO on Jonathan Taylor. I just think when it comes to we'll move on after this. Right? When it comes to dynasty leagues, I always target running backs. I think it's so hard to find those top five to seven running backs compared to top finding a top wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just uh, a couple of the running backs this year compared to a lot of the wide receivers, rookies that are doing well. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of one of those rookies, my uh, my overpay for Dynasty is Justin Jefferson. And I, I know it's not much of a surprise to 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 people that listen because I, I touted him all offseason. He was my number one wide receiver coming in. Uh, I, I, he's my number one, run, my number one wide receiver uh, on the draft board coming in, sorry. And he just is, he's showing what he, what everybody thought he could do. And, you know, the crazy thing is he's taking away from Adam Thielen a lot quicker than people thought it was going to happen. And the scary thing about Adam Thielen guys, as, um, as I've been tweeting out more so is like, this is now the 18th game in the last two years where he's had three catches or less. And, for me, that's that's very scary because we know how how great of a boom uh, player he can be, and we know that crazy run he had uh, three seasons ago with his hundred yard streak. But I think Justin Jefferson's here to stay, and if Kirk's going to be staying, Adam Thielen can be let go for just over five million next year in dead cap. They don't have to keep him, and I think if that's the case, then you really need to get on Justin Jefferson right now because he's already shown multiple hundred fifty plus yard games. Uh, and the breakout that he can have and the route running ability. He truly is like a Stefan Diggs over there. And I don't know. I, I like, a, you, we all know I love him. Uh, I'm willing to overpay two firsts. Um, for Justin I, Jefferson? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, you're not going to get him for a first. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a first. And I don't even think a first and a second right now would convince an owner. Of course, if you were you know patient, you maybe we just get closer to the draft, but then you might fall in love with some other great guys because it's going to be a very good class. But Justin Jefferson is going to be a great wide receiver. I mean, imagine imagine if like Jameis Winston went to Minnesota and he's whipping he'll be in it New around. Orleans. I think he will too. But you know, just if they can get somebody over there that throws a bit more, they're they're probably not going to because they always have Delvin Cook. But um, that's my guy for for dynasty redraft, Calvin Ridley. He's on a bye week. I, I want it, I'm ready to overpay for him. He, he's seemed like he maybe hasn't been doing so well over the last couple of weeks, and he got injured on his foot, which really isn't, uh, you know, 
the best thing that we wanted to see. I was, I was very scared when that happened and he missed the game against Denver, but the three weeks prior to that, he still had a two touch, a touchdown in two out of those three games. He didn't top over 70 yards though. But I think that you have a lot of firepower to go off with for Ridley after having uh, four out of five of his first games over 109 yards. So I'm ready to go overpay for Calvin Ridley. I will pay. Man, it's so tough thinking. Uh, I haven't been able to put too many offers this week, I guess, that have gotten accepted. But I sent out uh, Justin Jeff. You know, be a perfect trade right now if someone had Kelvin Ridley. Is send send uh, uh, McCaffrey or Zeke for Ridley. Oh, that'd be a good one. Because yeah, that'd be I mean, a good one. We talked about McCaffrey, how he might get shut down, and there's a risk there. And Elliott's going to struggle the rest of the year, I think. He will, yeah, we talked about him last week that he he looks like he would. And I mean, I I sent James. Um, I sent out a James Robinson and Jameson Crowder for uh, Calvin Ridley. I didn't get accepted, but it's a PPR league and Crowder's doing great. Was um, doing great. Was doing great. Yeah. You know, now that Darnold might be coming back, um, that was turned down. I'm trying to think. Um, I sent out Tyler Lockett for Calvin Ridley. I thought that would be accepted. I got turned down. But I feel like Tyler Lockett for Calvin Ridley, like who would you rather have in that one? Nah, people are still low on Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought. Yeah, I mean, a lot of his points know. came in two games too, so I guess I understand it. Um, but even I, like I, I was offered a trade um, in a redraft league. I was trading away Josh Jacobs, and I could have either got Lockett or Galladay, and I ended up going with Galladay at the time. It was before he got hurt again. Um, Man, he is he's killing me, Galladay. Yeah. What about Travis Kelsey or Calvin Ridley? Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. That was a stretch. No, I don't know, man. Calvin Ridley. I mean, for Ridley's me, it's great. It's just like I would rather Kelsey's have Ridley, of course, but I do agree with you. I feel like the public would rather have Kelsey. So that's why if I had Kelsey and I maybe had another tight end like a Hawkinson on my bench or a Fant um, or even maybe Jimmy Graham. I know it's an ill, but we'll talk about him a little later. Um, but. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Keenan? I'll make it uh, short and sweet. I won't go on like Antonio here about his love, Calvin Ridley. but um, Miles Sanders, too. (laughs) For um, Dynasty, you know, I switched it up, guys. I know I told you guys a different player, but I switched it up. Me and uh, Big E, Eric, actually made a trade, and I I gave up first, and I gave up uh, Jerry Judy for uh, DJ Moore. I think – for dynasty, I think you gotta grab him, um, even if you overpay a little bit. Um, I know he's not having the great season that we all thought he would be, but I think he'll get it back on track. If you watch some of some of the tape on him, he's open. Um, Bridgewater for some reason does not like like to throw him the ball. I don't know if those rumors are true, guys. I don't know if you heard that uh, there's possibly a fight between Moore and uh, Bridgewater and during training camp. It's just rumors. Float around Twitter. Um, nothing, nothing official yet. But I, I don't think I don't think Bridgewater has impressed us as, as much as we thought he would be. And I think Carolina will be looking for a um, a younger quarterback to take over that position um, this year, hopefully, or next year. I'm sorry, after the draft. Um, especially because I, I mean, like I said, they're ah. 
I, I mean, I don't mean to jump on you there, but I don't know. I I agree that they're going to try to get a quarterback, but Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like he's done exactly what they've wanted him to do. He's he's a uh, game manager quarterback. That's what he is, Antonio. It, you know, he, I, yes, he is, but he can make he may, he cannot make some of the throws that an NFL quarterback should be able to make. I don't know about that though. He's made some great throws this year. He's, we've I mean, seen Robbie Anderson. We've seen Robbie Anderson get some deep ones. We've seen that. I, I think they're using him right though. He's not a guy that's going to be throwing deep, but when he needs to, I mean, even back when he was in Minnesota with Stefan Diggs, they had some some nice little love. But my, my whole just, point, my whole point to this, Antonio, is we've seen rookie quarterbacks this year and last year have some really good success in this league. Joe true. Burrow. Tua now, um, the kid in in L A. Um, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, we've seen these kids come into the league, and they're better than half of the quarterbacks that are that have starting uh, jobs in the league. Um, so, especially with a young coaching uh, regime there and a GM that just took over that team, I could see them moving on from Bridgewater, if not in the beginning of the year, definitely at some point next year if they draft a quarterback. So my point is, if they are able to get a young quarterback that can, that is able to make better throw some better throws down the field, DJ Moore, DJ Moore's value will go, will skyrocket, and you won't be able to get them for like Eric said, it, you're you might be you might be thinking you're overpaying now, but in a year or maybe two from now, a first and Jerry Judy is nothing. If you're if DJ Moore is supposed to be who DJ Moore was trending to be before the season started if that makes any sense it does yeah you know i love him so i hope yeah. i hope he gets I, I love him too i i didn't like him yeah. i didn't like him you know just first year first and second year but watching some film man i i don't understand oh, yeah. i don't understand how he doesn't have 13 touchdowns this year all right yeah. he's <laughs> He's gonna why? have more. It's a good question. Why he's no, gonna have I'm more yards? The, I'm looking at the game, man. They, Jonathan Name Taylor Hines. had Jonathan Taylor had a few great runs, and they take him off and give Hines the yeah. I don't know goal line or not goal. It's a, it was a catch, but it was a catch. It was the same play. Um, but then they it was the Reds. Like oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, Keenan. But uh, just to wrap up, DJ Moore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never. I didn't hear about that Bridgewater argument before the year and so, I, it was just something i saw on twitter i no, you know, but you're right i mean yeah, i mean there's plays that we've seen he's legit yeah. isn't even looking at him and i didn't notice yeah. the panthers were three and six after starting off so well so yeah hey they oh, could down. they could be going down that path uh, yeah could be right so i'll let you finish up so that's why i traded for him with it biggie i think i think it's a great trade for both of us but i i still think dj Moore. And I'm rambling, rambling here. I told, I said I wasn't going to do that. But that's okay. Uh, DJ Moore uh, me... or J- James Conner and Matthew Stafford in a one quarterback redraft. Or yeah. uh, I'm taking. I'm taking. I mean, Conner last week. Where the hell was he against that horrible in a redraft league? Yeah, I'm probably taking James. Or not? Conner. No, not a redraft. The one quarterback dynasty. I'm sorry. I think I'm taking more. I really oh, do dynasty, I'm definitely taking G- DJ Moore. Yes. I mean, next year James Conner could be nothing, and Matt Stafford is it's getting, getting older. up there in age. Yeah, it's I'm a one QB more. league. I mean, yeah, definitely taking to DJ a team Moore. that needed a one QB, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if they needed a QB in a in a dynasty league, I'm. Taking I know. I was hoping for a counter. Moves. I was just trying to start a conversation. Jeez, Justin. Oh, well, well, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to squeeze in my. Uh, no, you were good. Draft by here. Shouting out Justin. And then, uh, yeah, here, we'll move on to our, my redraft. Um, 
I redraft player that I'm going to try to buy high on or, or, you know, overpay for miles Gaskin guys. I, before he got put on IR, I know he's on IR for a sprint MCL and that might be a little risky to overpay for him, but he was lighting it up. I mean, he's, when you say Miles Gaskin, it's not a very sexy name. It's not you don't think about him being a top, top, you know, back in the league. But Antonio, I think he's proved you wrong this year. Um, he he's got you know he's 13th in total touches, 130. T- that's 130 touches before he got injured. Um, he's taken over that backfield. Jordan Howard and Matt Burita, two players that they that they signed and traded for, have not made it um, an impact on that on that backfield at all, or even threaten to take that job from him. And I mean, he's recorded 80 plus scrimmage yards in four out of his seven contests. I mean, if he, even if he misses three games, having him in, having him in the playoffs, I think is going to be very, very useful for your team. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. They also play, you know, they're, I mean, they're scheduled. I'm looking at their schedule right now. That's not, I mean, it's not terrible, but they, they do play Las, Las Vegas Raiders, who allow the fifth most fancy points in week 16. So that could be a championship week for some people. Yeah, I like doing that. I like, uh, I always look at the schedules. Like, I mean, I always do. I don't yeah, so do I. always put, you know, all my chips in on the schedule, but I do like to look at, especially at this time of the year, you want to look a couple weeks from now and, and see what kind of schedules you're looking at. You know, if somebody's facing, uh, I forgot who it was, but if they're facing, say, like the Seahawks, um, Dallas, and another bad team in weeks 14, oh. 15, 16, I'm looking to, you know, try and grab them. Um, yeah, we're going to hit a lot on those guys next week during our uh, for our uh, our schedules for our weeks 12, 13, uh, 11, 12, and 13 to get you into the playoffs. And then we're going to look at 14, 15, 16 when you're in there so you can get yourself a championship. Um, so I think uh, what we're also going to do is move ourselves over to our stress. I didn't do my redraft. Yeah, two things. I'm looking at actually looking at Miles Gaskin, the Miami Dolphins schedule. After I did my dynasty, you skipped yeah. me. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you guys really, started talking about JT. Remember, I thought you said you were doing them together or for, for both, so I didn't no, know if you switched. That's not what I said. But Miles Gaskin's last four um, opponents, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Raiders, all in a bottom ten in uh, rushing yards allowed. So be careful there. Besides yeah, I always, the Raiders. Besides I always the Raiders. be bitter to Miles Gaskin because I had him early last season, drafted him a few dynasties as well, and then dropped him last offseason. And then I picked him up. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, Eric. Sorry. All right. I'll go quick with this one. Um but my redraft buy and overpay um, is Devontae Adams. Um, kind of like my argument with Delvin Cook and CMC is he is a league winner. Um, it's pretty clear that he's going to be getting double-digit tar- targets on a consistent basis. He's going to be a threat to have 15, 16, 17 targets in games and get you over 40 fantasy points. He's already done it, what, twice this season? gotten over 40 fantasy points in PPR leagues. I mean, he is a guy that can just take your team over the top. I mean, you're going to have to pay a lot, you know, just his name alone is an overpay, but I mean, like I said, this guy can win you a league. Um, So if you can, you know, package, like I've, I personally have tried to package like, um, um, 
uh, who was it? Uh, at the time, Kenny Galladay was healthy. I tried to package Kenny Galladay and uh, Kelvin Ridley. No, not Ridley. I got to look at it, but it was – I have a team that I have a bunch of wide receivers. A.J. Brown, sorry. A.J. Brown and Kenny Galladay, I tried to package for him, and I was turned down at the time. Um, I Earlier in the season, I tried to package Metcalf and A.J. Brown. That didn't get anywhere, and that was even when Devontae was injured. Um, so, I mean, it might take a lot to get him, but there's a reason it takes a lot to get him. I like that. Yeah, imagine having him and Delvin Cook yeah. and Russell Wilson on your team. and Oh, yeah. my goodness. Just, yeah, it's, it's, that would be insane. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> All All right, right. Before, before we move on, I just want to mention um, or ask you guys, what would you give for Eckler to trade for Eckler in a redraft league right now? There's no timetable for his injury. Um, say say you're say you really don't say you're already clinched the playoffs. Would you try to try to you know grab him at a cheap value? I guess. Yeah, I probably would, um, because they clearly haven't figured out an answer without him there, and he's going to be Bellage. a top five to top ten back. Yeah, the Bellagio. They went back on the practice squad. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna put some waiver claims in for him, but then I was like, "What?" <laughs> put him they, on the practice squad already? Yeah, yeah. They sent him back oh, down, baby. The Bellagio's closed. I didn't realize that. So, yeah. it's something I, to think about. It's yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, I think like if if you're a top team, you're gonna have some depth at one position, whether it's running back or wide receiver or both. Get rid of them, you know. Maybe you have a Will Fuller or a Juju Smith Schuster, um, on, on your bench. Maybe uh, Deontay Johnson. T. Higgins, anyways. Um, Try to move Kareem Hunt for him. Yeah, could move Kareem Hunt. Chubb gets back if you have him. Yeah. All right, let's move ourselves over to – you want to do stress and press? Yeah. All right. I'll lead it. I'll start us off. Oh, all right, Keenan's got to start us with with your impresses. Yeah, I got J.D. McKissick uh, against Uh, – Sorry, let's just sorry. Uh, anybody who, who may be new, uh, the impresses or stresses are players that we are going to be more impressed with than expected, as well as players that uh, we might be stressed out with and, and have some lower expectations for for that week. Sorry to interrupt you there, Keenan. No, you're good. Got to get that in. Well, I got for my first one, I got Miss McKissick, uh, JD McKissick um, versus the Lions. The Lions have given up the f- most fancy points of running backs this season. Uh, plus, he's getting the targets in the passing game. Um, he had 14 targets, which he uh, turned those 14 targets to nine receptions for 65 yards um, past, this past week. Uh, I think he was running back three. Uh, this, that number sounds really high. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was running back three. He had a good week this week. Yeah, he was oh, running yeah. back three this, this past week. Um, just because of the amounts of targets he's getting. I mean, six Alex receptions. Alex Smith loves him. Yeah, it, that's, that's a great point, too. Um, he had – Six receptions in the last four out of five games. Um, he's also matchup proof at this point. Um, if he's getting those kind of targets, and if Alex Smith is liking him, um, just so I guess uh, take a if he's he's going to impress this week. So if he's still on the waiver wire, which I doubt he is, um, scoop him up. Uh, my second one is Cooper Cup versus Seahawks. Um, Big E's uh, favorite wide receiver. He's been really inconsistent this year. Um, he ranks in 24th in fantasy points among wide receivers, 27th in points per game. But he's a 
um, must start this week against the Seahawks defense that's looked absolutely like trash. Um, I don't know what's going on with that defense. Um, they've given up the most points to slot receivers. I mean, the, the Bills just destroyed them. Um, I, I mean, we're all Bills fans. We, we watch we watch every single game. And this past week, I've never seen the Bills wide receivers so open every single time. Um, but, I mean, is he banged up a little bit now that I'm looking at my notes? He might he might have an injury. Just take a look at that. Um, he's going to be playing. Yeah, he had, he had a risk oblique injury. Yeah. And um, they he'll said be, he's on track. Yeah, he'll be playing. He'll be fine. Um, my last one is Josh, Josh Jacobs versus the Broncos. I mean, Jacobs, last time he played the Broncos, he carried the ball 31 times. Why are you shaking your head, Antonio? I'm um, saying he needs it. He needs it this week. Yeah. Um, and the Broncos allowed the fourth most fancy points to running backs over the last uh, few weeks. I mean, I just – I wish they would just evolve more in the passing game. Um, I know – I mean, Carr, for some reason, does not want to throw to him. Um, would like to see Jacobs get more targets out of the backfield, but – even if he doesn't, if he's, I'm expecting him to get about 25 carries this week against the Broncos. So um, I think he will be a must start, obviously, and he's gonna he's gonna impress us all. Yeah. Before we move on, weren't we talking about how Josh Jacobs can be an RB one, two, three, four, five this year if they would yeah, use we more in the pa- in the passing game? And they just they just they they refuse to. Well, no, it's oh, not they refuse to. They are using him a lot more. He's got three catches in at I least guess. five games. And he I was only expecting had... him more. Right. Well, so I know that, I mean, yes, we, we expect him more. He's only on pace for just under 40 catches, but it's it's almost, I think, 15 or 16 more than he had last year. But the problem is his rushing. It really is. He's only got over one game over 100 yards. Yeah, that too. And he's got so many touches. Um, the problem is the yards per carry is just struggling on a team that was expected to have a, a great offensive line. I don't know. I love him. I hope he does it this week. Um, I'm going to move us uh, on, though, to my impresses. Uh, Keenan was talking about Cooper Cup. I got their quarterback, Jared Goff. If we think Cup's having a great game, Wood's having a great game, they're all having a great game. Well, Goff's got to do it, too. And, you know, it's going to be a shootout between these teams. We keep saying it every time Seattle's up. But that's what's going to happen. Uh, they're coming off of a bye week. I think that uh, it's going to bode really well for for the Rams. Uh, it's going to be a close game. They're probably going to keep uh, going crazy back and forth. But uh, they let up the most yards. And I think Jared Goff could be in, in line for a 400-yard game. And I do think this might be a really, really good Tyler Higby game. I just have a feeling they might don't get Eric excited. I'm just, I, well, I'm just for everybody. Like if you have Tyler Higby on your team, this might be a week where he's going to go off and then you can trade him before the deadline. I actually just, just threw him in one of my lineups because I needed a tight end. Yeah. I feel like they, they might come off. I got Travis season. Kelsey in the, a few leagues. I mean, that's what happened last year. They came off a bye and used Higby the rest of the season. It was more rep matchup based, but anyways, Terry McLaurin, my love this week. No, that's uh, my love. He's kind of can stop. He's got a matchup uh, against the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's playing against uh, Jeff Okuda, Desmond Chufron. One of the two, they probably won't shadow. But uh, either way, they're going to be both advantageous matchups for uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Detroit's allowed the seventh most points to perimeter wide receivers. And McLaurin lines up on the outside on 72% of his routes. So we know that Alex Smith is going to be feeding him. He's got at least seven catches and 74 yards in his last three games. And I think he's going to get a touchdown for the third straight game. So expect McLaurin to have a great one. 
And third, Dallas Goddard. Welcome back. Uh, welcome he was, back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Out a couple of weeks uh, due to injury, but he's coming back to a team still diminished. Uh, they have Rager and Alshon Jeffries coming back. We've seen some emergence of Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward. Uh, but I think that Goddard's going to come in and replace Richard Rogers, who was also doing well himself. And uh, Goddard should should be in line to do really well. So uh, I'm expecting. I got to ask you guys something. Yeah. Because I have a league where I'm. I got to make the decision. Um, are you playing Dallas Goddard this week or Mark Andrews? Oh, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. No, yeah. Mark Andrews is playing against New England. Baltimore's playing New England. They're going to do nothing but center and focus on on him and probably force Lamar to run the ball. Yeah. I said Andrews. I said Andrews last week. It sucked. It really did. Um, this but is it where been a good decision. This is where my argument about the tight ends last week. He's a you wasted a fourth round pick for him, and he hasn't done anything. He's going to turn it around. I still believe. Yeah, believe this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, but. Like, like I just finished it up with God at the Giants. Uh, I forgot to mention that Philly plays the Giants. They, they allow the 25th most pass yards. And I think Goddard's going to come back to that role that is a heavily concentrated, one of the heaviest in the leagues that uses uh, the tight end spot. So those are my three impresses. Dallas Goddard, Jared Goff, and Terry McLaurin. Eric. All right. I'm going to go with mine. Um so my first one is going to be Kareem Hunt going up against the Texans. You know what Chubb's coming back? Yeah, I know it's possible Chubb's going to be coming back, but I think he's going to be eased in a little bit, especially coming off the injury. The Texans are third against or um, Texans are not sorry. I wrote I wrote it down. I wrote them the third against uh, running backs, but they're the bottom third against running bottom three against running backs right now. Um, they're allowing 144 yards per game on the ground and over a touchdown per game. Um, and not only that, you know, Cream's going to be getting passing work. Um, so I think he's going to be in line uh, for a good game. Not only that, I think they're going to want to keep the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hands. Um, and to do that, they're going to have to run it a little bit more. My second one is Brandon Ayuk going up against the Saints. The Saints are bottom 10 against wide receivers right now. Um, not only that, but Debo Samuel is still injured. Um, and we saw what uh, what Drew Brees was able to do with Michael Thomas back in the lineup last week. So I think, you know, the 49ers are going to have to be uh, throwing the ball to keep up with the Saints. Um, so I'm looking for him to have a good week. And my third one is TJ Hawkinson going up against Washington. Uh, Washington's really good against wide receivers right now, but they're bottom five against uh, tight ends. Um, not only that, but Galladay is banged up still. Um, so I think they're going to have to rely on Hawkinson. Um so I'm looking for him to have a good game as well. All right. That definitely, definitely should be happening. Yeah. No Galladay, which is sad, uh, but that's going to wrap up the impresses. So I'm going to start us off with our stresses and it's going to be Justin Herbert. Uh, I know that that's kind of scary to say with, with how well he's been performing of late. Uh, he hasn't had less than 23 points in five games, but uh, he's playing a Miami team in Miami traveling across country that is going to be, uh, or that's only allowed seven touchdowns in the last six games. And of those seven touchdowns, five of those were Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. So uh, good quarterbacks uh, did do well against them. Yes. But uh, I don't think that it's going to be Justin Herbert's week uh, for them. I don't think they're going to be able to get a running game going. Uh, he will probably need to throw a lot, but I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do so much uh, uh, with, 
Keenan Allen and Mike Williams because they're going to shut down Hunter Henry. Uh, Mike Williams has been kind of hit or miss. He's doing well lately, but I think that they're going to be able to take care of the deep balls. So I think it's actually going to be a game that Miami's going to win, and they're going to hold uh, probably the Chargers under 25 or 24 points. So something that they've been doing to a lot of opponents, which would leave Herbert to uh, potentially not have such a great game that maybe we've been expecting. Uh, second is going to be, uh, was going to be Kenny Galladay, now Marvin Jones. Uh, so Eric has Hawkinson getting a lot of the balls. And I think that Marvin Jones is going to see a lot of attention uh, from the cornerbacks, as we know, being the number one wide receiver. Uh, but they're doing well. They do really well. They're first, well, the best against uh, wide receivers for points. So uh, I don't think that they're going to be doing so well. Uh, Marvin Jones, that is. I think uh, he's going to be seeing some targets, but they're not going to be too much quality, and I don't think he's going to be able to do anything deep. So Marvin Jones is going to be a, a big stress for me. Uh, I know that people are going to be hoping for a lot from him with Stafford uh, throwing the ball, but not me. And my third stress is going to be the combination of Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, I, I really hate that we haven't been able to see Joe Mixon for potentially now a third week, uh, but he wasn't in practice again. And Gio Bernard coming in, now they're playing at Pittsburgh. Uh, he's been doing well, yes, but they haven't really been playing against Pittsburgh. So I think that it's going to be a game uh, that's going to be tough for them. And I don't think that Giovanni Bernard, who people are going to be plugging and playing him. People are racing to pick him up when they found out Mixon might not be playing. But uh, I would temper our expectations, probably a flex at best. That's going to cut it off for uh, my stresses. Justin Herbert, Marvin Jones, and Giovanni Bernard or Joe Mixon. That Miami defense is uh, Locke's going to run out eventually. Now they played well, but it's going to run out eventually. I don't know if it's luck, though. They, they really aren't allowing a lot of points to teams. And it's, it's, it's been crazy. I don't know. It's looking, looking more into it. Like, yeah, Wilson had some yards. Kyler Murray had some yards, but other than that, there really hasn't been a quarterback. That defensive touchdowns three weeks in a row now. And that's one. They of have the, gotten defensive touchdowns. That's very true. Gonna, I forgot to mention gonna, that. That's going to stop. But that hasn't had to do with them on the, on the defensive side of the ball, as far as how well they've been playing. Like, yes, point wise, fantasy point wise, that's awesome, but they're still getting those turnovers. We'll see. We'll see. Eric? Yeah. Uh, you guys uh, go in, with your stresses? Jump into mine. Uh, my first one is going to be the Seahawks running backs. Um, whichever one you're planning to play as. Anybody know if Carson playing this week? He's supposed to, I think. He's supposed to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still worried about them. You know, Rams are tied for fifth against running backs right now. Not only that. Everyone is anticipating this to be a shootout. Um, so I don't think there's going to be much run in the ball. You know, I think, like you said, Jared Goff is your impress. I think the Rams are going to be throwing the ball all over them and they're going to have to, Seahawks are going to have to throw the ball to keep up um, and vice versa. You know, like I said, I think it's just going to be a shootout. Um, my second one is Cam Newton going up against the Ravens. Uh, they're fifth against wide receivers and eighth against running backs right now. Um, as we talked about earlier, as you think uh, the Patriots are going to try and shut down Mark Andrews in that passing game, I think this game is going to be a you know more of a running and defensive game, um, keeping the ball on the ground, um, trying to keep the ball out of Lamar's hands. So, so yeah, I, don't, you know, I think Cam Newton's going to going to come down a little bit and 
and uh, stress us out a little bit. Um, my third one is the 49ers running backs going up against the Saints. Uh, the Saints have been extremely good against running backs. They're top three right now. Um, and like I said earlier, with Brandon Ayuk being my impress, you know, I think the 49ers are going to have to be throwing the ball a lot to keep up with the Saints. Um, so, and not only that, you know, who's going to get the ball in that backfield? You know, it's a, it's a crapshoot every week. You know, we don't know who's going to get it. Um, so, yeah, I'm stressing on them a little bit as well. And then I will take us home here, guys. Um, first one, I got Marquise Brown versus the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting tired of waiting for um, Marquise Brown to start putting up fantasy uh, numbers that we all were hoping to get. Um, he's failed to score double-digit points in three straight games, five out of the last eight overall this season. Um, the Ravens' passing game has um, not been good. I don't. I've been saying I, I'm like a broken record. Um, I don't know whose fault that is. <laughs> Mar Jackson. <clears throat> um, the Patriots' defense has been awful against the run this year, so I expect to see a lot of Lamar Jackson running the ball, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards running the ball. Um, unfortunately, uh, Marquise Brown does not play running back, so we won't see him um, get the ball in the backfield. Um, Darius Slayton is my second one versus the Eagles. Slayton has been, been, um, I guess, I mean, he hasn't been that bad, but I mean, he hasn't been that great either. Right? Was he the one that had the great week one, Eric, that you liked? Slayton, yeah, he had a yeah. he had a real it, big week one. Yeah, I think was that his. I, I don't know if that was. His it only. wasn't his only big game though. He had other ones too. Yeah, but he, I don't know. He just over the last three weeks, Slayton, he he leads all giant wide receivers in snaps. But ranks um, second to Sterling Shepard in both targets and fantasy points. Hold on, I think I read that. Slayton leads all giant wide outs in snaps, but he's but uh, he's a distant second to Sterling Shepard in both targets and fantasy points. Sorry, I, I just wanted yeah, to say yeah, it's, it's that pretty that crazy. Right. They're just not yeah. targeting him. Like last game, they targeted him on the first play. He got a catch for nine yards, and then yeah, they didn't look his way the rest of the game. I don't know. Yeah. Slayton, I mean, it's a tough game too versus the Eagles. I and I mean, Darius Slay is a great cornerback, and he's held you know the wider opposing wide receivers of four point three uh, points back since week seven. Excuse me. And my last one is gonna be um, I had Jonathan Taylor, but um, obviously the game's going on right now. But um, I'm gonna go with our our boy here, uh, Devin Singletary here in Buffalo. I Zach Moss has outsnapped them two weeks in a row, guys. And for an offense that throws the ball a lot, you would think that Singletary would have some impact on that team. And he has – I don't know what – I don't know. I, I don't know if the coaching staff doesn't like him or what. But, um, like I said, Moss has outsnapped them, and he's not putting up – he's got one touchdown on the year. He's just not fantasy rel- rel- relevant at this point. Excuse me. Yeah, that's been it's been tough. Yeah. It's been tough. So I think uh call that uh call that quits for our stresses. So our impresses and our stresses will be done right there. I think we're gonna wrap it up quickly here with our streamboat. SS streamboat coming in real quick here for a, a nice little uh Maybe two-day, three-day vacation, we'll call it. We're going to run through just a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight and quick. Uh, so, quarterback, I have Tua Tunga-Vailoa against the Chargers. I know I was just talking about Justin Herbert. 
Uh, the Chargers give up the fourth most points at the quarterback position, and he's coming off a strong performance. I think he's going to show everybody that he got the rust off, and uh, I think he's going to get Kasicki plus Jaheim Grant uh, involved a lot more without Preston Williams. Um, I think the Chargers have had a – well, the Chargers have had a good uh, deep pass defense lately. Uh, they've allowed opponents to have around 248 yards, and I think that's a good number for him, but his rushing uh, floor should help him as well. So – Tua should be a nice streamer. Yeah, for me, I, I did the running back position for everyone this week. Um, guys, is uh, Devontae Freeman playing for the Giants this week? Do we know yet? It's going to be Wayne Gall, man. Yeah, so I I mean, he's played really well the last few weeks. He's um, has shown he's been quite serviceable as a running back one there in New York, and he's tailing, um three straight double-digit games with a score in all three. So if he's available, scoop him up. Yeah, I like that. He's a he's a good one. He's getting the work. Eric, would you who do you have uh, for here for us, wide receiver? I'm going with Jalen Rager from uh, with the Eagles. You know, uh, he he got six targets when he uh, returned in Week Eight. Um, you know, I, I can only see that going up right now. I know Travis Fulton's right? doing good. He uh, got two point conversion. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I know Goddard's going to be back and they got Fulgham there and even Elshon's going to be back, but I'm not worried about Elshon at all. Um, I think he's going to be getting targets in here. He's going to be, you know, at least number two in targets, maybe behind Fulgham. Um, you know, the Giants, they're playing the Giants too. You know, Giants could randomly sometimes have a good game. You know, uh, Daniel Jones could put up, put up some points, you know, potentially. And, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. But yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be getting targets and, yeah, he's a good streamer. That, re- that Eagles team is slowly starting to get healthy. They got yeah. on paper, it looked dangerous. They're gonna they're gonna put it together. Yeah. And Miles Sanders is healthy too. Yeah, that too. I totally forgot about him. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? No, he's 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 gonna be. He was gonna be my other uh, my overpay. Um, but yeah, the tight end streamer we have this week, Jimmy Graham against Minnesota. Minnesota is actually pretty good against the tight ends, uh, but they do give up the 13th most well, against uh, touchdown wise. They've only given up two on the year. Uh, Jimmy Graham has five. He is tight end six. I know it's kind of crazy to to hear that there, but uh, he's got at least six targets or five targets in the last four. No, yeah, six targets in the last four games. I got a touchdown last week. I think he's in for another touchdown this week. He's going to bring that number from two to three. So that was your three-day, all-inclusive, little stop for the weekend on the streamboat. It's a great trip. It's a great trip. Because we want to talk about some fireflies to close out the show. Uh, so we've got five five guys here that uh, they're rostered under 60%, at least of the Yahoo leagues that we were looking through uh, as of Thursday. So uh, players under 40%, I'm sorry, not 60 40%. And uh, they're flyers that uh, we think might be able to catch some fire for you this week. And uh, I think, Keenan, why don't you talk about the first one, your boy. Richie James. Rich James. Rich James. Um, I I like this kid. I really do. I, I know, um, you know, San Francisco's beat up at every position, including quarterback. Um, but he had a great game this past week. Uh, 13 targets, nine receptions, 134 yards. And a touchdown, averaging about 20 yards a, uh, um, a catch. Um, I do like him. Um, do I see him keeping that up? No. I 
I don't, I don't think Debo's. I mean, Debo's coming back this week. I think that takes some away from Richie, Richie James here. But um, it, I scooped them in a. I scooped them up in a couple of dynasty leagues, and we'll see what happens there. But I don't see him uh, keeping it up uh, moving moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I think Richie James might have a good place this week, but uh, for the rest of the season, I don't. I'm not too sure. Uh, someone else that should have a good week this week, uh, Brashad Perriman, owned an eight percent of leagues. My man came back after being injured from weeks three to five. Uh, came back to a Joe Flacco, which really sucked, but. We're kind of seeing him do well. He had five catches for 101 yards and two touchdowns last week. So uh, if Darnold's coming back, which they're anticipating a week 11 return. So I think that, uh, you know, Brashad Perriman's on a bye this week, but he might be somebody that uh, could be worthy of, of that spot for you. I think he's definitely um, worth rostering. Yeah, he's definitely worth, definitely worth rostering. Almost got to get the ball there. True. Very true. Uh, Nelson Aguilar for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he has at least 44 yards and a touchdown in four of his last five games. Uh, the targets aren't there consistently, but that is tough to ignore, though, those kind of stats. Uh, he's had two targets in a couple games, and he's had A-plus in a couple games, but he's getting the touchdowns, like we said. So uh, he's kind of giving you a good floor, but owning only 20%, 26% of leagues, so keep your eyes out. Yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, talk about Jacoby Myers. Um I love like it. I, like I was talking about earlier, you know, Cam Newton is my stress. I'm not super excited about that pass attack this this week, but there's no one else there. Cam Newton seems to have a chemistry built up with him and seems to like him. So, you know, I I think he can he's still gonna find himself some targets this week and and you know, you know, for a flyer, I I think you're gonna get what you're looking for. I for dynasty purposes, I think you gotta stash him. I over the years Belichick is made unknown wide receivers into great wide receivers. So he's definitely going to be their next possession wide receiver. But yeah. I mean, it's I mean, just like they're doing with running backs right now, what they do or they're doing with wide receivers, what they're doing with running backs. You don't know who it is, but Jacoby Myers is exactly who we thought um, their first round draft pick from a couple years ago would be. Um, yeah. Nikhil Harry. Yeah. We all thought this would be Harry right now, uh, but it's a hairy situation. <laughs> it's very hairy. <laughs> um, and the last one we got here is uh, Darnell Mooney uh, for the Bears. Um, Rookie. Yeah. Uh, has seven, six, 11 targets the last three weeks. He's really stepped it up as the number two for Nick Foles. Has four more targets than Allen Robinson the last three games. Um, this, Just keep an eye on this. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you can really trust him yet. Um to even put him in your flex, but uh, keep an eye on it. I think he's definitely worth rostering. I think he's worth more rostering than Aguilar and Richie James, in my opinion. Um, and just hanging on and see, see how that offense uh, continues to develop as the season continues. I a hundred percent agree with that. And he's going to be a big candidate next week for uh, well, someone we talk about in the schedules because Chicago has one of the best schedules for their wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks uh, for the fantasy playoffs. And he gets Minnesota this week, so it might be time to get him before it's too late. Like Keenan said, he's got more targets than Allen Robinson in the last three games. So that's uh, that's our fireflies for the week. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Send us uh, send us any tweets if you. Uh, if you're not uh, not too keen on the fireflies or if you like the fireflies, but hoping to make that a more of a weekly segment, uh, make sure to tweet at us at dynasty mafia underscore FF. 
make sure you follow me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF. And you can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. That is going to wrap up the show for this week. Uh, big trade deadline like we were obviously talking about. Make sure to make the moves. Be bold. Be courageous. Be positive in what you're doing and be confident. That is the biggest thing. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, you know, give a quick shout out to um, our biggest fan or biggest critic, whatever, whatever you want to consider him, uh, Alex Closa. Thank you for listening. And uh, he's keeping score on uh, how well we do on these impress and stress every week. And, uh, and anyone else that's listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, Alex, Alex Coloza, so far, uh, super fan Coloza. He, yeah, he's, he's killing it. He's certainly he's keeping us grounded. Fan. Top fan, yeah. <laughs> called top fan. He's got all the he's got he's got all the mafia merch too. Oh the yeah, hats, the the sweatshirts. I just signed him a shirt actually and mailed it to him. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, and yeah, thank everybody. Uh, much again, uh, again, much appreciated for listening. Uh, that's going to cut it out for this week. Good luck to you all week 11 after that. Can't believe it, but let's just, uh, enjoy week 10 right now. Mafia out.